Hey everyone, you are listening to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. This little banter is about a car ride long and features your hosts, JJ Parker and Melissa Albers. JJ owns a tech company and Melissa has been a coach working with influencers for the last 18 years. Hey, Melissa. Hey, how you doing? Great. Awesome. I really enjoyed our conversation last week about... um, kind of being an actor and putting on a uniform and going to work and kind of how like um, work life and home life is getting all intermingled nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was really interesting. And it it reminded me of like another uh, experience I had that that really kind of like challenged my ideas around kind of like this authentic versus actor self. Yeah. Um, Tell me about that. I, I too, I too had a really active thinking week about it. I just, it was super awesome. And then I always love when we come back together and like get to riff on this stuff. Cause it's just really cool. So what'd you yeah, like this with? one needed a round two because yeah. like yeah, I it really agree. got thinking all week. <laughs> <laughs> so, so last summer, um, you know, we were traveling and yeah. I was, uh, we were, I was on a train in Spain and I happened to be sitting next to a guy and his family um, who was originally from the United States and were living in Russia, right? Wow. And so, you know, I just kind of like curious, like, how did this guy end up here? What is he doing? And um, he was, uh, he's working for a U.S. company uh, there. And so I just was talking to him about, you know, cultural differences, like what's the business climate like there and how did his family adapt to living in a such a different culture than ours and um that was really interesting and and he he um he said something that kind of struck me he goes oh no the thing with the people um in moscow is that they're all like extremely um warm and friendly (laughs) and i was like huh yeah like that's not i mean right or wrong that's just not my stereotypical view of that culture, right? Yeah, yeah, I'd have to admit the same. And I mean, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I haven't been there. I had, didn't experience this firsthand, so I feel bad saying that I had this yeah. this stereotypical view. But I, but I did. And um, so I asked him more about that, like, because like, I, t- I did express to him. I was like, that's not, I don't, that's not my, you know, what I've ever kind of heard. Um, and he was saying that once you get to know people, like. The people that work for him, they're friends. They're like extremely friendly, um, but to strangers, they're not very friendly. And so he's kind of confirming, like, yeah, there is this kind of cultural difference, and it, it has to do with how they engage with people they don't know. Mm-hmm. And he went on to explain that in the former communist um, economy that it really didn't benefit anybody to be friendly to strangers, unlike in the US. So like an example is if you were the local banker right. in your town in the United States, you wanted to be friendly to all the people you don't, didn't know because they were potential customers. Exactly, right, right. exactly. Whereas in a communist uh, economy, uh, there wasn't any economic gain by being uh, falsely friendly to people Networking. you didn't want to 
deal uh-huh. with. Right? Yeah. Um, and that that really struck me because I thought, wow, is our has our culture made me less authentic, right? Has it has our culture somehow tuned me to be friendly to people who I naturally just like wouldn't be, right? Yeah. I thought that was really interesting to think about. So I want to kind of like hear yeah. your thoughts on, yeah. on that idea. I, I That is an interesting one. And I would actually expand the question to not just be, has our culture sort of pushed that? Because clearly there is a culture of this in the United States, you know, and I know regionally it's very different within the U.S., but it's not just culturally, but I think it's also our family units, our friend groups, our work environments, all of these external pressures sort of push us into feeling like we have to be a certain way to fit in. And, and I, I just think about that as the actor self, you know, the actor self is one that says, I don't actually feel like this, but I know I have to say this out loud, or I don't really think like that, but I'm going to pretend like I feel okay with it. And and it creates sort of an imbalance within us, but I think that we all do it all the time, you know? And, and, and then if you look at the authentic, like if you want to use the terms actor versus authentic, like to me, being authentic means that everything that I think, everything that I say, what I do and how I feel, all four of those things are in alignment, it's really easy for me to be me when I'm acting the same way that I feel. I'm talking in the same way. I don't have to try to, like we said before, there's no, there's no armor. I don't have to put any armor up. Right. And, and it just feels like the difference between the two is massive. And I think as a society, exactly coming back to your story, as a society, it is a cultural norm to change who we really are mm-hmm. as soon as we are out somewhere else. Yeah, that's when when you said a couple of things that got me like questioning, like, like, you know, you and I will talk about like psychological safety and we're kind of even talking about like, you, you know, per, like safety, like um, I feel safer if I fit in and I, I'm part of a group. And, and what you're kind of saying is that, um, yeah. there might be a natural tendency to want to try to fit in. So we start modifying our behavior, even though that's not really like in alignment with how we're really feeling. Yeah, it's exactly right. And like you see it in the workplace, like we, you know, you know, as you and I have talked over the years is like the workplace is really interesting. And, um, JJ and I, uh, just for the sake of the listeners, JJ and I had a, uh, a startup company that we had together where we were, um, business partners and, we had created such an environment in that place that we still talk about it as like one of the best experiences personally that we've ever had. Even though the business didn't do anything massive like we hoped it would, the experience of being together and creating on purpose an environment where people were safe to be completely who they were, we had the most top performers in each one of their rights we were able to really move through a lot of business scenarios that were cha- would nor- normally be extraordinarily challenging. And yet we felt the best that we'd ever felt. And we had extremely high production, like the stuff we were creating was very high quality. 
because we weren't worrying or using energy up on trying to act a certain way. Mm. I, I love that idea. Like, like that when we're trying to act a certain way, we're, we're, we're consuming some of our gas tank, right? Yeah. A lot we're of it. A lot about it. We might be consuming like a lot of our gas tank. Yeah. Not yeah. leaving room for being creative and having, having output. Yeah. I mean, I just really believe for me, my belief is we all have a right to be happy as human beings. We came on this planet to be happy. <laughs> Everything that we do is to be happy in the work, in the play, in the creating, in our families. We're driven to do things that make us happy. And yet so often we put our feelings away when our feelings are trying to give us like a little heads up that, hey, you're not acting in alignment. Like you don't feel good inside. And the reason you don't feel good inside is because what you're doing or saying or being isn't making you happy or how you feel on the inside isn't matching something on the outside. So it's creating an imbalance. But so often we don't allow ourselves that and we jump right into, oh, just pretend it doesn't matter. Just suck it up, mm -hmm. you know, just get this project done and don't complain and whatever. Yeah, absolutely exhausting. Absolutely exhausting trying to live in that tension for extended periods of time. And oh, so, yeah. you know, I think we, you know, we try to recognize that in ourselves. Um, I think a lot of times we can recognize it in others, maybe even easier than we can recognize it in ourselves. Right? I, I agree. I totally agree. So, like, how would, how do you start recognizing that in yourself? Like, um, you talk a lot about, you know, mind body connection and how, how would I really actually know if I'm being my authentic self or I am kind of like acting the part a little bit? Yeah, that's such a good question. And I don't pretend to be the, you know, the sage <laughs> that knows all things, but I, I do know this is that when you and when I notice how I feel about something, how we feel and how our body feels like our body will tell us how we're feeling before our brain tells us how we're feeling. And I say that all the time. You've probably heard me say that already, but um, when you check in with your body, like if you are acting in a way that you're not quite sure about, how does your body feel? If your body has a tendency to feel a tenseness or your stomach hurts or your neck feels tight or you get a headache that's usually an indicator that you're acting in a way that isn't quite right for you in some mm -hmm. way. Um, and conversely, if you are having an activity or you're doing something or being a certain way and your body feels really good and your feelings are alignment with that. In other words, you feel sort of light, generally have a sense of deep satisfaction you know, you can feel that in your body. And I think that the very first thing is to just notice how your body is feeling. Mm. Yeah. Like I would, you know, a lot of times we talk about like when we're really doing our best, most creative work, we, we use words like I'm in the zone, I'm in the flow, exactly. everything's clean. You know, we use these words that, that definitely describe like a, an easiness to yes. everything that we're doing. Right. Yeah. And exactly. every time we're not, in that easiness would be an opportunity for us to like really try to think about like, are we 
what is the tension that's not allowing us to get into that state? Right. And because here's the thing is as your feelings and as your body feeling amps up more and more, like what we typically do is we have this little reaction, like an internal reaction that says, okay, something isn't quite right. As that feeling grows, we ha also have a cultural norm to not show strong emotion. Mm. We, we are, a lot of us have been conditioned. Don't talk about how you feel. Don't show it. To the point that when our body starts to tell us we're having some sort of feeling, if that feeling amps up to a place where we get uncomfortable, rather than us stopping everything and just checking in with ourselves, that's not typically how we handle things or we haven't. What we will usually do is, oh my gosh, that feeling doesn't feel good. Turn it off. Go do something. Just get out of that. Get, get out of there. Don't, don't ask yourself why you're not feeling good. And I think that that is really the difficult part about and that's the part that we have to sort of unwind is that natural habit. The minute we have a feeling that isn't favorable, the natural habit is to shove it away. Mm -hmm. And the way I think to actually understand being authentic, being in our actor self, all of that is to the minute we have that feeling is to just stop for a minute and explore it. Like, what is this feeling? Like, I don't feel quite right. Why is that? What's behind that feeling? Yeah, that's that's interesting. Like, I'm trying to think through, you know, I, you know, I'm thinking back just times as you as you explain that thing for myself. Like, times I've like lost my temper, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, like I have this strong sort of physical mm -hmm. reaction, which boils over. Um, Twice a year, maybe, but okay. <laughs> uh, but I'm trying to think of like, how do I actually like allow myself some space yeah. where I can rationalize this physical feeling before it actually like yeah. comes out as a, an over-the-top emotion, right? Yeah, yeah, because I think that's what happens is we think that if we bypass the feeling in the moment that we're going to be fine. Like it'll be fine. It'll, everything's fine. Just, you know, we'll just bypass it. It isn't there anymore, but actually we're collecting it, right? It's building in there somewhere. And, you know, I always say, if you poke one where it's going to poke out somewhere else, like it has to go somewhere. And so then what ends up happening is we have like these more strong emotional reactions and responses to things because they're building up, but we don't even notice that. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Like how, that energy collects within you until you're just really almost consumed yeah with it yeah um, yeah it reminds me a little bit you know like you know i've talked quite a bit about like meditation and kind of the effects of that on mm -hmm. on the brain it reminds me of um like the mindfulness practice of just like feeling feel the emotion feel the thought come in to your brain and then like let it go. Right? Yeah. But yeah. don't suppress it or ignore it. Like it's gonna happen. Yeah. What you do with it is the key, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And I think too, I always say be a river, not a reservoir. You know, it's like that these things are gonna come to you. Your life is gonna happen. And you have certain triggers that will push you into acting like nothing bothers you or mm -hmm. will push you into some sort of emotional response that you are uncomfortable with, but you have learned amazing tactics and techniques to pretend it doesn't bother you, <laughs> you know? And um, 
And I just think that, it, yeah, it's exactly right. It's like that whole mindfulness. And I know that sounds airy fairy, not everybody may be into meditation and that sort of thing, but it's the same thing. It's like these feelings that we have are present regardless if we acknowledge them or not. Wouldn't it be interesting in, instead of being afraid of a feeling to just sit with it for a moment and then let it pass through and, and then get on with it, you know, mm -hmm. like acknowledge it, be able to understand it because it allows you to be way more your authentic self and way faster with a lot less energy consumed. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking like, uh, trying to do that in practice at first is going to be really challenging. Like, I can really yeah. like think about it a lot. Well, like, uh, I, I agree. And some people are more aware than others, but you know what I would say is I would say that even culturally, more and more we are becoming aware of this stuff. Like I feel in the last two or three years, there has been a big paradigm shift in like workplace dynamics and in professional dynamics and even parenting. Like there's, there's just a big shift to be more aware of feelings. Like I really believe that that's a thing. Um, and, and so I think it happens not just by you making a decision, but, you know, like even in this conversation, JJ, so we've been talking for a few minutes now and like, we've kind of learned some stuff in this conversation. And I always say, you can't unlearn something that, you know, like you can't unknow it. You hear something in the conversation and, and it resonates for you and you go, oh yeah, I, I know that's happening for me. You can't unknow it now. It's not like you're going to stop listening and then just go back <laughs> to, yeah. there. <laughs> it's stuck there. <laughs> so I think awareness is a huge part of, of the process. And then, I don't know, for me, I feel like it's always so much easier when I'm not judging myself. Hmm. Like when I become more observational instead of judgmental. And by the way, that's been one of the hardest things for me ever. So I've always been really critical of myself, judgmental of myself, a, a bit of a perfectionist. So yeah, like why, you know, why am I thinking this way? Like I shouldn't think this way. I Yeah, why know, do I feel I, like this? That's dumb. Yeah. I shouldn't feel like that. Mm -hmm. But just accepting the fact that nope, some this the, these thoughts and feelings like they come up, but then you yeah. can use yeah. your rational thinking to help understand them and then like let them go, right? Yeah. And then I think too the other thing is is interesting is to start identifying like what is it that triggers you? Because if you spend even just kind of five minutes doing a personal inventory, it's amazing how you'll go, oh my gosh, yes. Every time I have this particular topic of conversation, I get real mad. Hmm. Or every time I have to talk to my brother-in-law, he's so annoying and he's so this and so that. And I don't, it just makes me mad. Like I feel like I have to armor up if we're going to be at a family event and I start dreading it like a week before noticing what your own triggers are first is really a huge way of being able to unpack this and move through it really fast. Yeah. That, that's, that's probably like a whole nother yeah. conversation we right. can have right around like how, how triggers can pull you in and out of being your authentic self. Right. I think that's yeah. probably another really interesting conversation. Yeah, um, exactly. I agree. Kind of back to, um, a little bit more like tactically as, as we were talking about, um, you know, fitting in and safety and, you know, we talked a little bit about workplace and, and uh, having feelings be more part of the workplace. I was actually even thinking like 
personally, like, do I kind of modify my behavior, you know, of like around my family? It's like, actually, I was thinking like, as a, as, um, like, do I modify my behavior around my parents? Right. Right. Like, do I act like, uh, a child around my parents because that is our very long classic relationship, parent child. Yeah, right? the expectations. And like the this idea that maybe your children are moving into and your children are moving into a, a time where it's a less parent child relationship and a more almost period relationship because they're older. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. How does you know how does that kind of play in with those roles that we that we play? Yeah. And how how have you seen those transitions and that self awareness happen as maybe your kids have gotten older? Yeah, that's such a good. I mean, I was reading that by the time you're four years old, you've already established all of your thinking patterns and your behaviors in terms of what's expected of you. By the time four you're four, old. that's amazing. Yeah, and I and and don't quote me on that, but that was an <laughs> article, and it was super interesting because it makes you realize. You know, so many, so many ways that I think and so many ways I behave are, are ways that were created before I was even actually aware that it was socially what was expected of me. And so then as I got older and I started to develop myself and I started having needs and desires that were outside of some of those expectations, if I was pretty serious about keeping family health or pretty serious about keeping everybody okay around me, that would automatically put me at odds with my own energy. Mm. It would already put me at odds to worry about, oh, I want this, but is that okay? Like, I want to be like this, but nobody around me is like this. Is that okay? Am I creating a ruckus by just being who I really am? So yeah, I... That's really interesting. Yeah. Like so much of... Even what we talked about last week about how a lot of our thinking patterns are on autopilot, right? They're habitual, yeah. they're routine. Um, yeah. And some of those things that we learn as very young are really, are really programmed in there, right? And yeah, like those just, are deep ruts that are hard to get out of. Yeah. Well, just think about like the little kid, you see them and they go to a family reunion and the parent says in the car, you will not act this way. Yeah. You will not act that way. This is what we expect you to do. And, and already you're getting yourself in this lane of, I have to act a certain way in order to not create drama or mm -hmm. troubles or get in trouble. Or, um, and that's the actor self. That's the actor self. And so established we established really early yeah, on. Really yeah. early on. Yeah, that's really amazing. Well, I'm looking forward to this week to uh, maybe uh, sitting with my thoughts a little bit longer. Yeah, and, me too. Uh, really like exploring how like that physical sensation when yeah. um, I get a rush of emotion, try to just get back to, to where where did that feeling start and how did how can I sense it? Yeah. And my takeaway from this is to sort of evaluate my own triggers. Like I'm, I just have been thinking as we've been having this conversation, I actually have never sat down and sorted that out myself. It's like, what is it that I find triggers me? You know, it doesn't matter how I'm acting about it on the outside, but if I can kind of follow that string to the front end of it, like what are the things that get me kind of yeah. upset? I think that would be an interesting thing for me to think about this week.
Yeah. Well, I, I um, expect a very well organized spreadsheet that we can go over. <laughs> I'll get right on that. that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for the conversation. It was awesome. We hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Our mission is to help people become happier and more effective by gaining insight into their own thoughts and feelings. We'd love your support. First, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Second, leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast site. This helps others discover the podcast so we can reach more people. And third, sign up for our newsletter at theselfawarenessjourney.com. This will help us communicate better with you and build our community. Thank you so much for joining us in the self-awareness journey. We'll see you next week.